0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted word of God from the throne of grace. Street Smart. It's part of a training manual that I, that I, that I have run for a few churches. So I'll try to see if I can summarize the thoughts or some part of the thoughts in about 50 minutes that I have here. Let's see the book of Daniel. Yeah, my book. Chapter 1. I just used this as a framework with which I'm i going to be sharing my thoughts, but I may just focus on one. You know, in church, many of us are, when we talk about ministry, remember Wali Ajayi, when I started my career, he said, Daniel, in the Bible, we know you are so. Which one are you to do so? We don't understand though. I said, Why are they come here first? All, I tell you. I said, No, be you their call. Now we. Be. Because the Bible says, He gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be teachers and pastors to prepare us for what? Work of ministry. Now we their call, no be you. Your work is to prepare us. For ministry. Hmm. After talking, you know <laughs> praise the Lord. One of my pastor friends, senior, 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 senior friends, he said that you know those of you who engage the secular need more anointing because you are on ground zero. You are in the eye of the storm. Pastor is always in God's presence. He's always praying. <laughs> Am I communicating? And so he's there, he's okay. When you finish, you will now come outside. huh. So, and unfortunately for many of us, we are more trained on how to do ministry in church than we are on how to engage the world. And for me, I found it very difficult to find people who could lead or guide in terms of the terrain that I was operating in. And so over the years, I can say to a large extent now that God has raised me as an apostle in this space. And there are things I can tell you. Amen. So I will just start from the book of Daniel, chapter 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehu, Joachim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Joachim, king of Judah, into, the, into his hands, with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shena to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. took the vessel of the Lord into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Asphanas, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and in whom might teach the learnings of learnings of, and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat, and of the wine which he drank, he so nourished them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Michel, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, For he gave unto Daniel the name Belshazzar, and to Hananiah, Shadrach, and to Meshach, and to Hazarea, Abednego. Verse 8. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which which they drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. Anyway, the story goes down. The entire book is... So I broke it down into certain... A framework with which I will use to to get my thoughts around. To say, first of all, we have to understand context. The context you find these four Hebrew boys having to serve faithfully a king whose custom, practices, and beliefs went contrary to their own, right? And then their land had been ravished, their temple you know defiled, and they were possibly afraid, and their family members possibly also killed. So there may have been some amount of fear and doubt and maybe some animosity. But they had to serve faithfully this king whose custom beliefs and practices went contrary to their own. Now, why did they, could they do, you know, serve faithfully? If you read down Daniel 9 and 10, you will find that Daniel discovered by books that Israel's deliverance had come and he began to pray. And then the angel said, from the moment you began to pray, answer came. You see, they began to seek understanding, answer came and, and, and all that. That tells us that these young men understood prophetic timelines. Am I communicating? Because they understood prophetic timelines, like Christ would say, allow it to be so for righteousness sake. So he understood that by timing... They were supposed to be in captivity, right? So they 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 could not. They were not offended, pained maybe, but not offended. So I just run through the 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 framework, context, criteria for choice, okay? Um, Criteria for choice, call to duty, call to duty. Then after you are called to duty, their conditions were compromised. Conditions for compromise, consecration, consecration, I'll tell you how the thing flows. Consecration, you then, there are consequences for your consecration, and then you must be committed to your convictions, that leads to cultivation of character, and ultimately, it leads to conversions, and then the conversion of culture, or how you engage culture and transform culture. Right? But I'll tell you how this, how this flows. Context is that, You need to locate yourself first in God's prophetic agenda for your life. And when you do so, you will understand that even when things are not working out in the eyes of people well, because you understand prophetic timelines, you are okay. You remember Jesus Christ? Bible says He was like a sheep being led to what? Slaughter. He did not resist. Because by prophetic timelines he had to go to Jerusalem to die. But there was victory at the other side of death. But he went through. The only person that looked for his trouble was Pontius Pilate. He said, Don't you know I have the power to release you? And for the first time Christ broke silence and looked at the guy like, I don't blame you. You'd have had no power over me it wasn't given to you from above. I am submitted to what he has said concerning me. If you read uh, John 9 4, I think, Christ said, I must walk, you must walk, uh, I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day. For night cometh when no man can work. And what is day? Day is based on what God has said. I am walking in it. You are walking in God's particular and specific plan for your life. Let's look at Psalm 110. Psalm 110. Psalm 110 says, The Lord said unto my, my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. He says, Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing when... In the day of thy power and in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of the youth. Praise the Lord. So you see that he says, rule thou in the midst of thy enemies. The Bible says in, um, Romans 5, 7, 17, he says, those of us who have received the abundance of grace and of what? The gift of righteousness shall reign in life by the one man Christ Jesus. Now, God rules by us, but we reign by him. Am I communicating? He says that he shall censure for his strong, what, his rod from where? Zion. And who is the rod? You and I. Rule thou where? In the midst of thine enemies. But you must understand that we receive what? The abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. That's why we can reign in life by him. Praise the Lord. So understand context. What has God said concerning you? Jesus Christ said, He says that, Here I am. It's written about me in the volume of the books. I have come to do thy will, O God, for thy law is within my heart. And you see, there is what God has said generally in the word, but there is what God has said specifically to you. I like the way pastor says it, that we fit And let me tell you this in more precise terms. Each of us is made in exactly the same image and likeness of God. Exact. Alright? Unfortunately, if you see God every second, there is a new expression. And eternity is not enough for him to finish expressing himself. Therefore, you are a unique expression of him. And listen, if you don't get become maximized in God and reveal that full expression, you are lost to us for all eternity. So your flavor of God must be fully revealed and expressed. No, you don't understand. You need to enter God and reveal the full glory of this expression. If you don't, it's lost to us. Am I communicating? So you must find out and connect. I was telling my wife last week. I say, Ah, I've got it. I've got something. You see, it dawned on me. Okay, now I'm deviating, but I think it's good. It dawned on me. You know, Bible says, "Out of their belly shall flow what rivers of living water." Right? It bubbles out. Scripture says, guard your heart with what, what? Diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. You see, Bible says, Who is man that that or what is man that had mindful of him? You see, even the angels not know exactly who man is. If you read through scriptures, there is nowhere God explained the purpose of man. Check. Why was man created? I've not found any. The closest was when Christ was talking about, you know. That they would want, went to go into a far country and give some assignment and then came back. That's the closest. Right? Now, out of your belly, let me tell you what it is. God, when I say God is holy, it means that God is okay by himself. By himself he's fine. If you give to him, you don't increase him. If you take from him, you don't reduce from him. Alright? So the environment cannot infect, cannot influence or disturb him. Now, when God says that we should be holy, it means that the only person that determines our mood or our motion or whatever is him. Am I communicating? Therefore, the creative ability of the world around you is here. We have spent energy and time looking for treasures in far countries. All we need to do is to mount a rig here. And then dig and begin to pull out, begin to pull out all the goods from within, and you'll be amazed what you will find. Let me tell you two words that God gave me. God told me, "If you have access to me, there is no one under the sun you can have access to. That has been the story of my life. There is absolutely no one on this earth I can access, and I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. Absolutely no one. And it started evolving when God told me that. The second thing God has told me is that if you are like me, you can do all things. And now I know I can't do anything. And you know the amazing part? Whatever seeds you sow in your heart will come forth, good or bad. So you must spend time and guard the God part of you. You guard it. Because out of it, good treasures. And so if you sow the wrong seeds, you multiply it and you come out as well. And you can create an amazing world around yourself just by guarding your heart. Anyways, I think about context. So you find out that there is the prophetic, there is a gospel context, all right? And then again, you talk about context, context in relation to creation, um, and that I, I will not go into because if I do that, I will get into trouble. So because of time, I can't. But I will tell you a thought that hit me. Um, I was reading two scriptures, that I noticed. If you if you if you're into writing, you know that when you are writing a document, you say something complete, then you begin to break it. You know, break it down as you go go further. Right, so you—they uh, call it pyramid principle, uh, Baramintos pyramid principle. You say everything you want to say, they now start again and then begin to expand on it. They expand further. And as I read through scriptures, remove the verses and chapters, and I saw that same trend. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Full stop. Now the earth was without form and void. it was upon the face of the earth, and then God began to create. First day. Blah, 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 blah. This is the generation of the earth when there was no... <laughs> but you see, he's going into further detail. Okay? And he does that to a point where he now gets to the sixth day, gets to man. Then he begins to give generations of Adam. Then tells all the story, Cain and Abel, and then stops. And he says, this generation of Adam. Then he names Seth, as if there was no Cain and Abel. Then he goes on. And you see that with Abraham... Isaac, Jesus of Isaac, then Jacob, and then you see Israel, you see the covenant, you see Christ, and it ends. Now so see I have a theory. My theory, Pastor if I can end the trouble, Pastor will clarify. <laughs> My theory, you know, many times we think that in creation that God made a mistake. And so the entire redemption story was a was God trying to fix the error. My theory is that we are still in Genesis. We're on the sixth we're in the sixth day. And that God just expanded the sixth day into time. If you ask me, I am dead certain I am correct. (laughs) That time is the expansion of the sixth day. So, what you are seeing here is the perfection process. Because for man to be like God, right, you must have the freedom of choice. So, you have chosen to be like God in all that He is. You know, my wife was asking me, he said, you know, we have many choices. I said, no, we have only one choice. In that choice, all our choices. And let me break it down for you. So, weeks back, I was struggling with a tempting temptation, very serious compromising temptation. But guess what? I just couldn't think in that direction. You know why? Because I made one choice. You either conform to that choice, or you don't. <laughs> Every other choice conforms to that what? That one choice. Amen. Amen. So. Now, that that's the creation context I was talking about. Anyways, uh, I'm sure it takes us a lot of time to pray and understand what I just said. If you're confused, please delete. <laughs> so, anyways, so we see that it's important for you to spend time praying to understand where God has placed you relative to all this. And you will understand that. You see, when you're... And when you start out. People wonder, what is this person's motivation? What makes him do what he does? Praise the Lord. My family thought I was crazy. Then I got married. Then they would say, Tophna, they crazy together. (laughs) But over time, everyone now says, they were wise. Praise the Lord. And the only thing that gives you that, the Bible says that there is a it's a spirited man. The inspiration of the Almighty give it him what? Understanding. He says, I have better understanding than my teachers because thy law is my what? Meditation. And I'll tell you this thing about God's word. If you read through scriptures, you will find out the Bible will say, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel. Or came to... Abi." The word used there in some verses is translated happened. The word happened to this person. It dawned on them. Okay? You know how you locate yourself in God's prophetic agenda? There is a dawning. Daybreak. Yes. I, ah, really? Do you understand? Yes. And no one can teach you. Or is your case. Praise the Lord. And you know that one eh is in between the lines. As you are reading the scripture, it happens. It may have no bearing with what you are reading. (laughs) But it just happens. You just see yourself inside of what God is doing. So these four Hebrew boys understood that they knew where they were. That's why they were okay. And if you want to operate in the secular as a kingdom person, you must understand prophetic timelines. You must understand your place in context. You know, I hear people, you know, they insult leadership and say all kinds of things. I don't insult leaders. I didn't insult good luck. I didn't insult the person that did before him or that. I don't I'm not insulting this this one. It's it's against our Christian culture. True or false? We don't. Because our words are powerful. We create the environment by the words that we speak. Am I communicating? So we must be guarded. Because if we are the same speaking spirit, then we must be very careful about what we alter. Praise the Lord. So you find that context. Now, criteria for choice. He says, first of all, can I can I say that again?" He says, um, "They must be what from the royal family." Scripture says that you are a real priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. One thing you will find about purebred believers: there's a regality about them. True or false? Have you seen Pastor Walk? Uh, okay. Let me just you something. My wife was his senior medical medical school. She said there was something about that guy. <coughs> he said you just see him quietly in one corner speaking to himself. <laughs> they just see him quietly during, when they are doing uh, you know they are all night they are, they are on call there was something about him. Then you will not go and stay with be patient. As she was, and they all noticed there was something. And you know, when you walk with God, there will be something about you. Someone walked up to me at the presidency and said, Are you from a real family? I said, yes. <laughs> now, naturally, yes. But more spiritually. More spiritually. Because the reason for my boldness has absolutely nothing to do with my natural background. If I, uh, if I had a more recent one. Because I have this thing for seniority. And this one is just like 48 hours old. This new one I share with you now, 48 hours old. I have this thing for seniority. And in my current role, I realized that it was not working for me. So I went back as I was praying, I was thinking about it, and I said to myself, Okay, why I said, Ah, this is all bringing, and it's not working for you right now. You know what I'm saying? So I know I've changed it. forget about it. So it's about it's about the assignment. And you see the point is that anyone who walks with God, there's a regality about him, because he is your source. You're detached from the environment. People are shouting, I jump. You don't jump. You don't talk about what they jump about. They bring big money. Eh? A paper? number? That you are not. There's a scripture I'm trying to to, to, to get in my head. The Bible says that you should be dead relative to the things of the world, right? You are dead relative to those things. So when, when that happens, begins to happen to you, there's a, there's a sense of, I'm alright. And you know, when you find a man that is content, when you find a man that is content, right? Um, he will tend to be Um you have a royal a real courage and aura around him. Am I communicating? Alright, anyways, so that's on that's on criteria. The first criteria is regality that it must be of royal of royal um, um, background. Next he said they must have what? Wisdom. Understanding and what? Knowledge. Now what is wisdom? Well, let, me, let me start from understanding. Understanding is that you have a framework with which you can, you can acquire knowledge. Okay, let me put it this way. There are three things in life that if you have, the more you have, the more you, the more you, have, the more you have, the more you have, the more you have the capacity to have. The first is knowledge. The second is money. The third is friends. Alright? But let me get back to knowledge. To him that hath, the Bible says, more shall be what? Given. So if you want to understand a concept more, you should study the concept more. <laughs> because the more you know, the more you can know. Alright? So what understanding is, is that understanding provides a framework with which you can understand the world around you. One of my colleagues defined definitions. And he said, he said, don't define definitions. He said, definition is, definition is the handle with which you lay hold of concepts in order to know how to use them more effectively. Now, if you don't define a concept well, it limits your ability to use it. And guess what? The same thing happens for all of us. You see, when you see people, and you see, for, and I'm sure many of us in this in this in church are creatives, and you have the frustration because people don't understand you. Okay, let me explain why you have a problem. Because people are trying to define you. And why they are trying to define you is so they can tell how you fit into their lives or the things they expect of you or what they want to do with you, for you, by you (laughs) and with you. (laughs) Am I communicating? Now, once they can't define you, you frustrate them. Okay? It becomes frustrating. Because all of us belong to different social networks. In those social networks are beliefs and acceptable norms. You are accepted based on the agreed norms. When you internalize those norms, you now have sense, a, self, a sense of um, you know, self-esteem because you feel that yes, if you're in an environment where they hail money, the more money you have, the more secure you are. If you're in an environment where they, you know, respect valor. The more chest you have, <laughs> the more. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you have to be careful about what? Definitions. Okay? So what I advise creatives is that because people some people want to help you, choose the definition you give but preserve the definition that God has given you. See, I'm see this is what I'm sharing with you now. If I'm in a different setting, I will speak the language of the Chaldeans. You understand what I'm saying? If I'm in church, this is village. <laughs> so let's let's say it based on the real, the truth, okay? Because everything I know is derived from here. I have more understanding than my teachers because thy law is my what meditation. Now see that what you give out, because you know that there's you know many sides complicated wisdom of God, there are many sides, you know, so you want to say, Okay, this person so that so that I can help him. Take this definition so that the person can adjust to that. Because if I give you too many, I will confuse you. So I give the person this one and that and that's fine. Alright? But because of my purpose, I keep the one that God has given me. Intact. I don't allow that external definition to define me because then I shall change myself in the long term. Okay. So functionally, I may just give out and then. But I mean, I am constantly shedding. I go into shedding seasons. Remember, I was having a conversation last week, and I said, "I'm I'm visionless again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. Yeah, it happens. I get to a point where, where some of the things you've prayed for, have, it does all happen, and it happened too quickly. And you're like, okay, uh, after this, what was supposed to be next? Uh, okay, so now I need to shed. I need to go into a shedding season, to withdraw into the presence again, and begin to pray and reimagine. You see, let me tell you on the powers of the of the of the mind that God has given to us. You must guard it jealously. And I speak to men. For those of us who are exposed to pornography, you need to guard your mind. You are allowing the enemy to steal your creative juices. There's so much you can build. But that's a virus. It's occupying space. Amen. 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 I'm talking practical stuff from scriptures. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So the first thing I said was, "What, guys? Okay, I'm, I'm on understanding, right? So, with, on the, with, so these men had understanding; they had capacity to understand, to, to acquire knowledge. And let me tell you, when you are grounded in God, your ability to understand workings and things happening around you significantly increases. Praise the Lord. And because you have this framework, you can fill it with more stuff. The more robust your, your framework is, or the set sort of frameworks are, the more you can acquire knowledge. You can, you can mop knowledge all over the place. Okay? You see, I, I give an example. Let's look, look at, look at um, history. The likes of Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci, Da Vinci will start, if you read any of his materials, it's confusing because, you know, we were taught to compartmentalize. You're reading medicine, or you're reading engineering, or you're doing fine arts. Isn't it? Da Vinci starts out talking engineering. Then in the next line is mathematics. Then he now moves into into anatomy. I I mean, and he's just flowing. It's very confusing. Because for you, it's either one or the other. But for him, it's a continuum. It's one body of knowledge. So he has a point that allows him to grasp all these things as a, as a singular concept. Am I, co- <laughs> am I, am I communicating? Alright? So, this young man had understanding, and they had what? Knowledge, and they had wisdom. Now what is wisdom? Wisdom, and I'm saying it in my own definition, is being able to organize bodies of knowledge in a sequence that allows you to use it more effectively. So you can sequence your body of knowledge in different ways. You see a problem, you can you can sequence, you can sequence your knowledge based in a certain way. At some other point, you can change it based on the issues you are dealing with in life. Right? So being able to apply your knowledge properly is what wisdom is. Now, unfortunately for our generation, we have a lot of young people who are very intelligent, but dumb. Smart, dumb young people. Many. <laughs> because wisdom is ability to have practical, what? Knowledge. You can apply it. So, why is this important? This is important because when you are dealing with your industry, when you are dealing with your own industry, people are looking for problem solvers. Bible says that, that, we, this is, is that in him, the spirit of the God's word dwell. Because who can understand this kind of mystery? How do you create value? What is value? Every time, you know, you say, uh, I, I'm, I'm doing a business truth is, if you're not creating value, you're not, doing it, you're not doing something worthwhile. People pay you for value. And what is value? Value is anything that helps to improve the experience or performance of another. Right? And how do you do that? You are solving a problem. So, ability to solve problems in your industry. You can create solutions. You can create, you can create all kinds of things because you are a co-creator with God. Right? That we're called to create and cultivate, create and nurture. You can birth an idea, you can, you can see it grow, and you can, you can, you can nurture it, you can feed it till it grows. Am I communicating? But you are the kind of person that helps to solve problems. You dissolve doubts. What's the essence of music? It's not to show body parts all over the place. And I have a problem. My problem is that I mean, all the women's lib are not shouting now. My wife stopped dancing. My wife dances to almost anything. First the beat is fantastic. Just, anyways, that's just. But there's one song that you will never hear her dance to. Boom, boom, bo bado. Because for her, she feels like somebody is just calling her and then clapping for you and you are dancing to it they are insulting you and you are dancing to it <coughs> but you see what what is the essence of music if you see the life of david you will find out that david when Saul was being oppressed david came and then when he sang he healed his soul okay you see, it's not every, every, every song that should be praised the Lord. So you can be a Christian, secular person. You sing secular songs, but the spirit goes with it. Those of us who are married, want to sing nice things to our wives that is spirit-born. <laughs> eh? You know, <laughs> Scripture says that only that, that which is born of God overcomes the world and let me tell you in the out workings, there are the walkings that you know it was birthed you, you gave birth to it by by the arm of flesh but there's another one that was born of the spirit guess what the, you throw the two rods on the ground they'll both turn, turn to serpents but one will consume the other alright and I think that's one thing that Pastor has been teaching, very, you know, seriously about grace. If it is the result of grace, it's different. Am I communicating? Yeah. If it by works, it will still look like it, to huh but it's not the, not of the same essence. Am I communicating? Ah. So criteria for choice was that these guys were different. And you must you must confront your industries, knowing that the reason you can stand before the king is that there is something different about you. There is something different about you. If you look at when twelve spies were sent to the, to, to go to go look at the land, ten came to an evil report and two came to a good report. That was because they had a different spirit. I had a bit of an engagement with some of my friends about Nigeria. And they were, you know, Nigerians now. Kill them, the place is dead. Daniel, you're not, being, you're not being realistic. Be rational, be rational, be intelligent, be rational. I say, ah, oh, but let me tell you. Oh, uh, eh, eh? Okay. Then I quoted the story of the spies. And I said, I'm, I believe I'm talking to believers. That's why I'm spending my time arguing this matter. I said, listen. You see, all of us, these 12 spies, they're all consultants. Right? They entered the field. They use their pastel, political analysis. These guys, their military might, they're very on point. Social, or economic, the land flows in milk and honey. Social, sons of Anak, they are giants. And they went on and on and on and on. And both did the analysis. But what made the first group an evil report was the conclusion. And the other for the two was the two conclusion. So I said, Let me just make it known to you now that my conclusion about Nigeria is that we are well able to take over. Now, that is the conclusion first. What I'm now doing is that I will now walk backwards and allow my analysis to agree with my conclusion. That is how we do it in the kingdom. What has God said? Ah, You know, once I remember at the earlier stage when I used to, you know, argue with people. I stopped arguing. Yeah, you know now. I stopped talking. I don't talk anymore. You know, because one day someone told me, he said, because you have not become the substance of what they hope for. Now I have become. I cannot be, I'm not a voice in that regard. When I'm talking, they keep quiet. Because I was saying these things before I became. (laughs) (laughs) praise the lord so criteria for choice is that there is a different spirit there is a different spirit and you must go into god to get it you must go to him to get it now when you have met the criteria what happens is that there is a call to duty now, I want to encourage all of you. You see, this this is counterintuitive. What are i going to say now? It's counterintuitive. Many of you say, no, I don't like what to use me. After using me, they don't pay me any money. Pay me peanuts. I do I No, just talk. And then you get out and go away. Eh? I eh? Mean, calm down, calm down, calm down. Pursue work, not money. Pursue work. High value work. Do it for free. Small fee. Big fee no matter. Just do work. And let me tell you, allow them to use you. If they don't use you, you are useless. I'm I'm not kidding. Because sometimes, once you put a price, then they find somebody who is more qualified. Am I communicating? But the moment you engage doing the work, experience follows. Yes, yeah. And so your target is never the current job or the one after this one. Yeah. Am I communicating? Yeah. So when they are looking at you saying they don't catch you Mugu, say I agree. Because you see, times and seasons you must understand, the Bible says that the sons of Issachar, they had understanding of what times and seasons and what Israel ought to do per time. By faith we understand that the worlds, the eons, the seasons were created by the word of God. There was a season in my life, I did high profile work and I came down to do another kind of work and all my colleagues were 21 year olds. They called me my first name. <laughs> Daniel, no blame you. And in that season, as we are going through, say. So, It is good for righteousness sake. (laughs) (laughs) But you see, the things I learned in that season, I'm eternally grateful for the competencies I developed that I would never have developed otherwise. Praise the Lord. And so this must guide you. Believers are different. We don't see what people see. We see more than they see. So you may appear foolish, but there is something. Remember one day in the earlier years when we were, going, we were married, um, you know, there was no car. I say, I, I see you. no car. I say, eh, I say, follow me. Took him to my, li- into my library. I showed him three books. Put them together. These three is six hundred thousand naira. I can buy to kumboka. Ghana. <laughs> These three can buy to kumboka. See? So he kept quiet. I said, "Listen, your purpose determines your investments." <laughs> My wife and I have a joke. He said, "So Gary, no be problem, oh. best when they show Gary get plan." <laughs> the problem? Now when they saw Gary, don't you don't know, get plan. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, criteria for choice. Now, next thing that happened was that, you see, when my time is up, I will stop. Um, I mean, I, there's, there's, there's so much, you know, but we'll just stop wherever. We'll continue <laughs> from there. But there's, so the next thing is that because of the competency, the skills, and all that, there is now a call. There is now a call to duty. Now, we call it increasing. We call this increasing balance promotion. Hey, promotion don't come. And they will now begin to declare and to celebrate. But you see, that is where the danger is. You say, who is man that died mindful of man for the learn learned the angel? Then you set him above everything. You don't find glowing and gloating there. What you find is responsibility. Every elevation is more work. There is no time to say, hey, come and see me, oh brother, come and see me. It's more work. I give an example. If a dear friend of ours was married for 10 years, no children, then she got pregnant, get twins. We didn't see her again. So what's happening? He said, you know now, you know, I guess you we know. <laughs> in the house, her hair is like this, you know, it's God's blessing. <laughs> You know, I have three, I have three children, eh? And they come to my house. Oh boy. Daddy has beaten me. Oh Jesus, give me, give me! And I, okay. <laughs> you know, so, I came back one of my trips, and then the neighbor walks down and meets me and come, how do you manage? And I said, I love to hate it. <laughs> 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 yeah. I love to hate it because you see, when you are there, you're angry. When you're away, you miss it. It's a mystery. Eh? It's <laughs> a It's called the blessing of the Lord. <laughs> I have not found one thing that God blessed you with that didn't increase the demand on you. I have not found one. I met Ali Kudangote, we're interviewing him for for some work we were doing, some research we were doing, and we spent time. As we are done with the research, I was to myself, I don't want to be like this man. I don't want to be like this man. I absolutely don't want to be like this guy. He doesn't have a life. Also if you want, I also want to be like that, eh, It's his people around him that enjoy the money, not him. I'm not even sure those around him will enjoy the money because I'm sure he will put more work on them as well. <laughs> There's work, serious work. You think you th- you think the acting president is not <laughs> right now that that our guy is back? Be number one, not a joke. It's not breaking melon. I've been there before, that's it. It's very hot. And I can tell you, first hand, a lot of serious work is going. People are trying very hard to help this country and save this country. But not be beans. Nigeria. (laughs) So you, say, you know, when I get to power, eh, we'll wait for you, come. (laughs) So there's no time for you to celebrate and say yes, that's happened. If you buy a big car, the well, the rim of the of the tire. If it, have you tried to fix something in Range Rover? H-A, or just one tire? Then when <laughs> I remember, went to price went to price uh, an SUV. And then, as we were talking, I was not thinking, okay, I want to do the payment plan. I refused. My wife asked me how, why. I said, I know what want to tell are you I through, they jam me, they vexed, and they blew the person. I said, I'm taking the person. You're thinking about the money you've not finished paying for. So... Cash down. I know that if anything happens, it's okay. Just me and the car. There's nothing outstanding. (laughs) So every time there is elevation, it's increased responsibility. That when God, anytime God elevates a man, it's to give him higher responsibility. There's always a call to duty, and so we must work while it is day for night comes when you can't you don't be able to do that, do that same kind of work every assignment has a season all right there's a season for different assignments in life if you fulfill the first season you get opportunity for the next season so you must be faithful in the season that you are in currently and understand the bible says that blessed is the man that walks not after the cancel of the ungodly ungodly counsel, or stands in the way of what sinners or sit in the seat of the what? Scornful. You mean those who just sit down, just be yapping and all that. Say, but your delight is in the law of the Lord. The day you meditate, where? Day and night. You shall be like the tree planted where? In streams of water that bears what? His own fruit when? In his own season. Popo and guava cannot be competing for season. So when your brother is prospering, praise God for him. That's his season. Amen. So, understand your own season. And when you understand your season, you will always be secure in yourself. If your season now is jumping bike, jumping malloway, jumping what? Jump it gladly. That's your season. Amen. See, I've not. Okay, what you drive. See, when I was toasting my wife. eh? I said, yeah, but she likes to sugar daddy because people are older than herself. So I was the youngest of all of them. I was the youngest. Now only me. If I, was a, I, was still a, I was still a student. I was in, I was in final year. other like guys were big boys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're driving expensive cars and coming. I said, Do you know what I'm driving in my mind? <laughs> no, no, I'm driving. Eh? What? And unfortunately for her. I was one of those serious bro, you know those serious bro that wear those, those shirts that do like this, and then my in trousers, and then they, when they, see, I see how skinny I am. So when I tie the belt like this, the thing just fold like this. You know? At, but man, my confidence, my confidence level. Eh? Oh. <laughs> see, and your money could not intimidate me. you see, <laughs> vision, vision, yes, I was, <laughs> somebody put a picture of me on campus, on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt cool with myself, as in. Yeah. but you see, the confidence was, was from God, Honestly speaking. Don't worry. With my wife, ask her, I speak the truth and I lie not. If I look clean at all, it is the work that the Lord has done through her for my life. If not, I'm sure I'll look like... Anyways, so, call to duty. Call to duty is, you know... Call to duty is, once you get there, there is a demand for... there's a demand for you to you know begin to work and you must work and god expects every believer to work and be productive so you must produce lizzie you understand why i said you should produce you have to produce because you see in life you just have to produce forget whether money's coming or not coming produce you have to be productive so if you do documents, produce documents, if you into songs, produce songs, if you make sure you are producing tangible things, you produce. Am I communicating? Even if no one is buying, produce. Focus on producing. See thou a man diligent in his business. It is a fact he will stand before kings and not average men. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think it is safe to begin to round up at this point. We'll continue from there when next we have the opportunity. But my encouragement to us here as as, as brethren is to say, listen, that darkness is the absence of light. You are the light of the world. doesn't only mean for vision. It means the salvation of the world. And I'll tell you why. Again, it's from scripture. When David and his men went to battle, at the point they almost killed David, then his men went ran around and then said, we won't let you go to the battlefield, front of the battle again. He said why? And they said, lest they quench the light of Israel. Lest they quench the hope of Israel. <clears throat> you see, you and I are the hope of this country. We are the hope of the world. And so, whenever you don't shine, darkness is a natural consequence. Amen? It is not... See, the unbeliever doesn't have it in him. You've got hope. You've got faith. You've got the productive and the creative capacities of God. Who will come and do it? They can't do it you are the solution. Go spend time in God, with God, and get it out. I remember I was talking to an essay, uh, one of the essays to one of the governors, and he was complaining about the space. I was complaining, we were just talking, and I told him, Boy, everybody they come with you something. You must come with your own something. Hmm? Just, I'm not afraid to carry things like this. Because what they carry is uglier. Alright, you must come with your own something. And when we are having those meetings, you talked about the, our own constitutional... That is where we declare the things. We declare policy in those places. And as you speak the things into heaven... And if you remember, when Daniel discovered by books and began to pray, there was a shift in government that had, that had an impact in you know transition of government from Greece to Persia. These are real things. Spiritual matters are very tangible. Very tangible. And as you study, you get understanding and you begin to move the things around. Am I communicating? That's how we function in the kingdom of God. Alright? So God has called you and I as we engage the secular, the, the secular um, and, and, you know, space, God expects us to take His light, take His love, Take his power. Take his glory. Take his wisdom. And engage and transform our world. Alright. There is so much practical things I could have shared. But time will not let us. Let's bow our heads pray. This concludes this message.